Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. 2023 is here, Cole. I am pumped up. How are you, man? Dude, I am. Um, words cannot explain how much I love doing this. I love talking to our audience. Love being in this new setup. If you guys can't tell, anybody that's watching us on YouTube, checking out our video uh, portion of the show, Hayden has gone over and above for 2023. I think we're stepping it up a notch in 2023. Stoked to be here. Excited about everything we've done over this past year. All of our listeners, all of our fans, friends, family, anybody that's been engaging with us, following along, hearing the journey. It's just getting better and better, and it's getting more and more fun. You know, I was telling Hayden, I was telling you the other day, I I was refreshed after the holidays little bit worn down just because there's so much chaos with with different schedules and events and travel but feeling just really positive and excited to be here in 2023 so welcome back guys uh hayden let's give, give me some knocks man give me some knocks bring it across the t- i'm too short for that <laughs> I gotta, I gotta we up. made it work yeah <laughs> um so guys we're just we're just here to kick it off and uh hayden i did have a quote I think I wanted to kick uh, kick off 2023 with it popped up on anybody that that likes to have little daily reminders for just feel good vibes. I've got this app called the Motivation app, mm. and it sounds really like oh motivation app. It's not like uh, when you watch The Rock like saying hey get up at 6 a.m. and work out, but it, it sends you nice quotes that kind of pertain to your life. And the more you like certain quotes or certain things, the more it'll feed you. Kind of like a social media feed but specifically i wish i could show just like it was just like that so here's a quote i got and i think this is a great way to kick it off hayden you can think your way to failure and unhappiness but you can also think your way to success and happiness so that's a mindset thing right and i just i thought that was a great way to kick off our first episode of the new year is that it's all about the mindset. And we talk, we're very specific with what we talk about, which is professional careers, business, motivation towards that. We kind of stay in that business realm. We're a lifestyle podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast, though. At the end of the day, you can think yourself into unhappiness and lack of success, Mm -hmm. or you can manifest and convince yourself that you can be happy, you can have success, if you think that way. And I just love that message. So I wanted to share that as a way to kick off the new year is it's a mindset thing, man. Let's get the mindset right. Amen, man. You're speaking things into existence over here Mm -hmm. on the Unscripted Exchanges podcast. I think another way of what that quote uh, is saying or how that resonates with me is, are you going to look at the glass half empty or half full? And yeah, the power of your mindset, it's remarkable. I mean, if you choose to be negative, you're going to have negativity in your life more than you probably want it in your life. If you're going to be positive about things, you're going to attract positivity. Now, there's things that you still have to do. You can't just, as people say, it's not only about your belief system, but going out and acting and executing 
um, and following through on uh, those mindsets or those set of beliefs. But I love how you opened up things with just the power of your belief system. Uh, 2023 for you and I is going to be big. Hopefully it's going to be big for everyone. We wish you guys the best of luck on your personal journeys. Um, We're excited to be sharing a lot of fire content as we like to call it over here at HQ. Um, but yeah, Cole, should we, uh, dive into some of the topics that you and I were chit chatting about earlier? Yeah. And I want to add one more thing because I'm, I'm excited to have Brian Tome come on the podcast this year. I'm setting it up. I'm setting this up for success. Brian Tome, he's a leader at, at the church I go to crossroads, but he's a, ma- a leader of men and women and children and just people in general and kind of, it was almost like it was meant to be the message he had in church today. He was talking about positivity and having faith and leaning towards optimism, not pessimism and cynicism. And I think if we all take that and apply a positive, optimistic mindset towards things in life, we're going to see positive and optimistic results versus leaning towards a negative and cynicism and pessimistic view because we're going to have, as he stated it, we're going to have trouble in life. Things are going to go poorly. But you can either look at those as a building block towards a more positive thing, or you can look at that as everything's bad, everything's going to be terrible. And I just thought that message today clicked, and I was off to the races, man. I was ready to get in here, ready to talk this message, and I cannot wait. Brian Tome, talking to you. Can't wait to have you on here today. Love it. What a special message. I actually had a very similar conversation uh, with uh, my sister over the holidays about just happiness. Um, I think if we were always happy, you know, life wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as special as it is today, right? You Mm -hmm. have to understand that there are going to be trials and tribulations in your life. And those make the happy days that much more sweeter. I know it's cliche to say, but you can't just constantly be happy. And I think that might be somewhat novel to people. They think that we have to always be happy. Um, You know, we all deal with our own demons, whatever it might be. And we're always being told to check our mental health, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But I think people also have this false understanding of, I always have to be happy. And that's not the reality. You have to put yourself in situations where you're going to have other types of emotions. Now, those emotions shouldn't be too extreme, but you want to be able to seek discomfort in your life Mm -hmm. and grow as a human being. And again, that's going to help you succeed in the long run. Like you want to have those short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. Well, and, and like you said, you're going to have, like you can't grow as an individual and you and life is like if you look at the culmination of life i like how you put that it's about ups and downs hills and valleys you're going to have that but the goal is to be able to dig yourself out of those valleys to get up to those hills but you if you were always up on the top right life it wouldn't be you know you'd be one you'd have one track mind you'd almost be like a robot if you always functioned perfectly like we're not robots we're we're living beings and i think even more to that too is i'm thinking back to like this 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 approach to life that is optimistic instead of pessimistic and then we'll kind of dive into some more more specific things we had going on today but what i really like about this is that you're not people look at positive or optimistic people as always happy 
they say, wow, you're just always happy. And you don't have to be necessarily happy to be positive, meaning you don't have to be in the best place of your life with everything going the right way to be positive and optimistic. And people, I've heard this a lot in my life. Well, man, you're always happy. You're always going to. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, don't get me wrong, listeners. Don't get me wrong. My family, friends, everybody, don't don't get it twisted that I am always happy. I am not always happy. But what I try to do is look forward, not look backward, and look at what can go right, not what can go wrong. Because if something's going wrong already in my life, I don't want to focus my time and effort on how wrong it's going. I told my daughter yesterday, would you if you are thinking negative thoughts and you're thinking and, and, and getting down on yourself, think about how you'd speak to somebody else. Would you speak to yourself that way? And I think that's something that we've talked about. But just reminding yourself, like when you're thinking negatively, you're sinister. Think about where that's going to take you. If you're being negative, you're going to go. You're going to get negative results. It's going to compound. So, anyways, just want to wrap it up with that. I love the message you gave, and again, like the fact that you're sharing that with with your siblings and being able to share that with with family members and friends, like that's huge, Hayden. That's that's something that uh, you can't undervalue or under 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 account for the amount of impact that has on those individuals. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, to sum things up here, I think just having a powerful mindset goes a long way. To your point, you're going to have days where you're not always happy, but you can still be positive. You, it, it, it depends on how you want to frame up things. So I'll go back to just a quick little example, and then we can dive into some of the other things we want to talk about. When I'm running, and by the way, we are going to be posting a lot more written content this year. So there is already a post out there. Um, it might be on one of my personal LinkedIn pages mm -hmm. um, around the power of running and what it can do. But using running as an example, you know, I might be in the thick of it. I'm six miles in, for example, and I got another six miles to run. You know, in that moment, I might be getting tired. I might be hungry, sore from, you know, lifting weights earlier in the day, whatever it might be. I can be negative and say, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Now, let me caveat. Listen to your body. You got to understand, like, in certain situations, yes, you got to stop. Or I can have a powerful framework and tee it up as, you know what, I'm the person choosing to go out and run this distance or these amount of miles. I can keep going. I'm gonna be so much better for sticking through it. It's going to teach me a little bit more about building mental toughness and character because that does play into the business world as, as well. I know it might be a little bit cliche to share that story, but again, it's also very relevant and true where if you want to continue to do good, you have to stick through those tough days as well. The, to cap that off, Hayden, what I'm hearing and what I, what resonates with me, and I think it resonates with should resonate with our listeners and our and our watchers and our viewers, is it's the little pieces of adversity in your life that can actually help you excel. Meaning, oh, I want to give up on this last mile. Like that to 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 most people, and in, in in the big scheme of things, that is minuscule. Oh, I don't have to run this last half mile. I can walk it, or I can choose to tough it out to sweat it out, to cry it out, to bleed it out, whatever you want to call it. Maybe your feet are bleeding. I don't know. I mean, if you're on 100 miles, maybe your feet are bleeding. I don't I don't know. But 
if you choose that little moment of adversity when you say, that's a trickle-down effect. And so, yes, you say it's cliche, but what I say is, like, if you stack those little pieces of adversity up in your life, whether it's something like that or something else, if you start stacking those up and fighting through those, then when something like, oh, you know, my car my car broke down, I need to get a new car, or or this, or I lost my job, and some bigger life events happen, you've already set yourself up to deal with adversity. You've you've said no to to giving up so many times that why would you give up now? And I think that's a mindset thing, and I know it's not as simple as I make it sound, but I love that. Yeah, I mean, what is this adversity teaching me is kind of the question to tee up to yourself. So with that being said, Cole, let's dive on into some of the other topics we want to get into. So mm-hmm. 2023 is here. I know we've uh, probably said that about uh, 1,500 times, it, and baby. we'll continue to say it. Um, but we are energized over here. We hope you guys are too, and you guys are striving towards your dreams and aspirations. But with the start of a new year, a lot of people want to maybe uh, take on a new uh, job or start a new company. Let's start uh, with maybe starting a new company. Um, it takes a lot to start a new company. What are some of the pain points of starting a new company, and what do you what should you take into consideration or or think about so you can try to create a solid foundation as you ramp up with your startup or your company? So I would say there's there's obviously like multiple facets you can go here. And I think it kind of segues, you know, from starting a business or growing a business. Let's go with starting a business first. Okay. So, you know, you're getting in the new year, you got some plans. Um, I think there's, you know, obviously with starting a business, one of the biggest hurdles is is obviously financial, financial, you know, ab- obligations, right? Right. Having the amount of capital to do it depends on what industry you're in. Depends on on if you're building a physical product. If you've got a lot of stuff, you can outsource. If you can find ways to kind of get going with either a minimal capital outlay or a large capital outlay, I think that's the the first challenge, right? The second challenge is figuring out what tools or inputs you need so you've got capital which is is kind of an input but you kind of have to you know find finances is its own category then second off is you got to go hr you got to look at your human resources meaning can i do this all myself and start off by myself do i need to hire a an engineer or do i need to hire a uh a, you know an accounting firm what do i need to to set me up for success so I think those two, really, when you're looking at starting off a business, um, those are just two things that you have to kind of look at from a holistic point of view. And then you got to go, okay, how quickly can I start making money, which comes back to the finance thing. So again, we could get into more of like, a, hey, what does it take to start a business? Mm-hmm. But I think you know, looking at 2023 and just looking at like starting a business in general, you got to look at the finance, the financial obligations, what it's going to cost to start it, how you're going to get up and running. And then second off is who is it going to take? Because a business runs off of people and money. That's what it runs off of. Nothing else. You know, you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have money to get it out there and you don't have the people to or the people or tools to push it out into the world, it's not going to go anywhere. I've heard this story a million times of the guy that had this idea 10 years ago, but he couldn't do anything with it because either he didn't have the money or he didn't have the, the human resources, the people to push it forward. And I think Joe Marinick even talked to us about this when he was on the show. Shout out to Joe. Uh, episode, I'll have to go back and track that down. We'll post it as, with a clip from this. 
But Joe came on here and he said the number one most important thing was the people. So I think as you're looking at starting up a business, I'm not saying go hire 50 people. I'm saying look at what your financial obligations are going to take to get there and the people or tools you need to get it out. Those are two things that you need to Now, this isn't even getting into Hayden, which I, I want to I want to throw the question back to you. This is I'm taking a step ahead because I'm I'm assuming if you're going to start a business, you you know, this is an assumption that you've got a product or idea that you've verified there's a need for it in the market, mm-hmm. um, or it's a an existing business, uh, you know, business plan or or business that's been out there. Like like let's say you know detailing cars, like like Heath or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming there's that. Sure. But uh, I'm so I'm skipping a few steps here. But I think those are the two things to me that are the biggest hurdles to starting a business is the financial and the people or tools you need. You got to have a clear line of sight on how you're going to do that to get going. Yeah, no, I, I love all that, by the way. I think I would simplify things um, in terms of, and very similar to what you're uh, highlighting, one, finances or capital. How am I going to get going uh, with this idea or this company? And this might also be going back to your point of making sure you have an established uh, opportunity and there is value. But anyways, there is the finances or the capital portion. There's the scaling of this business, which then plays into this third part, which is the people or the culture. You have to bring on people sooner or later. And who do you want to bring into your company or to help take your idea and make it a reality? You have to have people that align with your principles and your values. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great place to start. If you have people that don't align with your principles or your values, that's a red flag, right? And you don't want to bring those people into your company because they will kill that company culture that you're trying to promote and cultivate over time. Uh, so really just kind of summarizing what I'm hearing from you um, and my spin on it would be again, finances, scaling, and culture. How do you scale? You have to be looking for specialist versus generalist. And I think you and I have talked about this on previous podcast episodes. Uh, Maybe we can try to dig up some clips, but I think any founders um, or founder, they typically start out as a generalist um, in certain areas, obviously, because they're wearing so many different uh, hats, which is totally expected and normal. But as you start to evolve and you want to scale that company and grow it, you got to bring on people that can do that job better than you mm-hmm. um, or that area uh, that you maybe don't know so much about. For example, you and I, uh, search engine optimization, SEO. That's something that we're lacking in today. Mm-hmm. I think we can bring on a specialist that can help us grow unscripted exchanges and some of our other side businesses from an e-commerce standpoint. And we want those people that are specialized in that area. So trying to use an example here for anyone listening, you want to make sure that you're bringing on people that are specialized in a given area versus, oh, a generalist kind of knows how to dip their toes in the water, but they don't know the ins and the outs. So if you want to scale, the point that I'm trying to make is you bring on people that specialize in certain areas. So that takes more off of your plate, which then allows you to go do what you need to do to help again, continue to grow and scale that company. 
It's not always that easy as we're describing here, but again, we're just trying to highlight some of the main frameworks or principles about how you would go uh, creating a business or establishing a business if you've got a viable idea and then where you go from there. In terms of, yeah, raising your capital, I think there's many different outcomes uh, that people could look into doing. And mm-hmm. as we always say, it really just depends. Uh, you could be personally... Uh, pulling money out of your own savings uh, if you wanted to bootstrap and fund it yourself, or you could talk with private investors. You could go the VC route, which I know you know a lot about. Um, So highlighting that side with the finances, really it just depends or the capital side of things, but don't alienate the how am I going to scale and what kind of culture do I want to cultivate here with my company. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I love everything you just said, Hayden. And I think, I believe that there, there is obviously a a different mix for any business or or service or product you're trying to get out there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this out there and we're going to come back to this later and, and I'll I'll have to write this down afterwards to make sure we, we capture this. I think we need to do, we're going to pick a business. Okay. And we're going to actually, Talk through how you would go about starting it up. I think that would be a great episode for our listeners. And it's just going to be an example. And you don't have to go out and start it, but maybe we'll pick a service business or a product and we'll actually walk through, you know, this, the key steps that you could take to be able to get that product or service off the ground. I believe that's going to be super valuable for some people listening because that's just an example. It's just one data point. I think that's a great idea. I, I really, but that, a, a, a use case to, a use, to cut in, yes, or a, a case study, a case study, a case study that you. we can get into yeah. the weeds. Like, you know, me and you can say, hey, you know, what what would we do when we've got a X Y service? We'll, we'll we'll talk through that. I think that would be great and very beneficial. I want to come to something you said though, Hayden, that I am very 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 passionate about. I know a lot about this. I've done it. I'm doing it right now. And, uh, you know, for, for listeners out there that want some more information, I'd be happy to help you guys, you know, walk through this process. But are what, you calling me out for saying that we don't know much about SEO and you're an expert in it? No, no, I no, just no. sprinkle in a joke. Sorry no. for cutting you off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and now I cut your, your train of thoughts. Probably, uh, no, Zach, no, no, I was, lo- I was locked in when I get laser focused. Uh, what I was wanted to come back to is you talk about scaling, scaling, growth, growth, scaling, mm-hmm. specifically that area and the challenges that a lot of companies face when they say we want to grow Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of the times and and despite what most people think or most you know a lot of a lot of businesses will say oh we want to grow we want to grow we want to scale but it's it's got to be a full buy-in from the ownership and from the management team Mm -hmm. or the or the leadership down that actually wants to grow because growth doesn't just mean and this is where I'm going to get really philosophical and 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 very very uh, uh, philosophical and um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Specific. I mean that's another word. But growth doesn't just mean financial growth. If you want to grow a business, you can't just want to grow it financially. You have to want to grow as an individual, especially as a leader, because what happens is if you're a business, let's say you're doing two million dollars a year. And you've been doing $2 million a year for the past four or five years, right? You've kind of got this mix. Maybe you do 1.9 one year, you do 2.1 or 2.2, but you kind of hang around this $2 million. You say, hey, we want to grow. 
I want to I want to do 10 million. I want to do 5 million. I want to be able our threshold, our comfortable level where we can handle is 2 million. Well, as a leader of that company or owner, leader, you know, executive, you have to want to buy into that growth, but you are going to have to grow too. And I think from the top down where I would I would say that one of the biggest struggles, which you know, we actually had some articles pulled up here and some different some different resources that we've looked into that I've used in the past that that came down, but ones that I've used, I've looked, I've looked into that. You know, there's some books out there. There's there's some people you can listen to, um, but one of the biggest things that you have to understand when growing a business is that it's not just about revenue growth and it's not just about the attributes of the business that are changing but it's you as leadership or the executives buying into that because what is going to happen is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable so you got to look at okay what what goal do I want to get to all right we want to get you know we're doing 2 million dollars a year we want to do you know we want to grow by 25% which would be 2 million would be 500,000 we want to get to 2.5 million next year. We've never been able to hit that mark. We want to get there. Or we want to grow by, you know, 30%. Whatever the case is, you say, okay, we want to get there. But what do we have to do to get to that point? And I think it, it comes back to a lot of different things. Uh, one of the challenges is understanding what your your next, you know, your next I would say threshold or your next re- top line revenue number could be. So you say, okay, with the current staff we've got, can we handle? I'm using two million dollars as an example. Can we handle two point five million? With the business we've got in the industry we're in, with the product or service we offer, can we do two point five million with this current staff? If the answer is yes, then okay, you've checked that off. But if the answer is no, then you've got to look at, okay, how do I allocate resources, whether it's new personnel, whether it's upgrades to your facility, whether it's uh, changes to you know, where personnel are, are fitting in the organization, you've got to look at that. So I think that's one struggle that businesses have when they're trying to grow is that A, they might not have complete buy-in from the leadership, and B, they don't know how to allocate their current resources to be able to hit that or where to allocate new resources to be able to grow to that point. I think those are things, again, that I've seen, I have a lot of experience in that I've seen that like you start, you start, when you start saying, hey, I want to grow, you got to have that buy-in and then you've got to understand what kind of internal resources or external resources you need to get there. And a lot of the times that is not black and white. It's not oh, I add an engineer and I can grow by 20%. Oh, I add two more salespeople and I can grow by this. It's not that black and white. You've got to really understand how your business operates and how the ins and outs work. And I think HR and understanding the personnel and the resources you need is a huge struggle that businesses have. Yeah, I I think those are all great points to add, Cole. I, I think the only thing that I would sprinkle in here um, as we talk about scaling specifically, I think there's a few ways that I look at it. Again, you have more experience given uh, your background and what you do. Uh, and I don't want to get too tactical for anyone listening mm-hmm. because that's just going to bore people to death. Yeah. Um, I think scaling can be looked at in a couple of ways. As I first highlighted, it does come into play with do I need to add more to the workforce mm-hmm. from a resource standpoint? 
Uh, do I need developers or do I need salespeople, et cetera? There's that front. But as you also were highlighting, maybe in order to scale from your example of like roughly 2 million to whatever you want to grow it to be right. 5 million this year, maybe you do have the current personnel to get you there. So then it becomes a matter of what kind of strategy do we need to incorporate uh, for the fiscal year? Um, and that typically does start with your senior leaders, your VPs, founders, et cetera. And you primarily, I'm oversimplifying here because again, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty. You want to start to think about your acquisition strategy. So acquiring new customers, clients, however you want to categorize that. And also how do we retain our established clients and customers? That way you can start to piece together that very complex puzzle. We're not mm -hmm. here to say it's easy, but if you do have the resources that you think it's going to take to still grow to whatever that magical number might be, start to think about what is my acquisition strategy? What is my retention strategy and kind of parse things out from that? Mm -hmm. Well, I think you hit, uh, I think you hit a very, a very good point there. Hayden is retain and add. So, and that's another struggle businesses that say they want to grow have, right, is how do we keep our current customers very, very happy and spending money with us and, 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 and referring us and stay loyal while also trying to increase the amount of customers we've got. And a lot of the times, you know, what you see happen is a company that doesn't have a good foundation or plan laid out mm -hmm. is they go, oh, since growth just means new business, new customers. So... I'm going to call out Spectrum Internet, for example. Those guys, Spectrum, Spectrum Charter, they, they, I'll tell you right now, they have a terrible retention rate with customers because they are so obsessed with getting new business that they forget that they have current customers that have been sent with them for three or four years. They they go out and say, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna offer all of our new, all these new customers, let's say 500 megs for forty dollars a month, but they don't go back to their current customers and say, hey. We know you've been with us for three years. You're paying a hundred bucks. Let's get you down to this new rate. So what happens is the current customers go, "Are you kidding me? These guys are paying forty bucks." Now, I, I've experienced it. I've heard a lot of people experience. I used to work with them on a on a on a business to business scale. I think they do a terrible job of it. But my point of I'm making is that growth isn't like you said. You got to be able to manage the current customer base and keep them happy and loyal. And also add to those new customers, and I think that's a, a bit more challenging than it really than it really sounds like it is. Because if you start making those, you know, I, the biggest trap a lot of small businesses fall into is they don't take care of their current customers well enough. So when they're focusing on adding new business, guess what's happening? Their new business is going up, but their current business is going down. So now you're just replacing business. So if you want to grow. And you're not handling both sides, you know, customer service and inside and inside those current accounts, you're going to shrink those accounts and you're going to add new business and you're going to offset. So you're not really going to get that growth. Cole, I love that you shared that example. I think that's a, a perfect example. Um, maybe not to everyone, but with kind of spectrum, maybe alienating some of their current users or customers. Um, I think what we're alluding to, um, 
for 2023 here at Unscripted Exchanges is we might start to get into some consulting um, practices when it comes to uh, some of the small local businesses in Mm -hmm. the Cincinnati or tri-state area. Uh, So that's one thing that I wanted to call out and manifest here um, on the podcast since we've been talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, maybe doing more of these case studies or these deeper dives and getting a little bit more uh, in depth on, you know, why these uh, companies probably aren't doing as well as they can, Mm -hmm. what inefficiencies exist and what opportunities do they have? I think you and I can double down on that Mm -hmm. and help really provide value to not only those that are tuning into our podcast every week, but even some of the leaders at these companies, I, I think you and I have some very uh, specialized uh, experience when it comes to scaling, growing businesses, no matter really how big uh, you are, mm-hmm. whether you're a company size of two or you're a company size of 20,000. Right. You know? one, one million percent. I think, um, yes, I, 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 the moral of the story is let's get a little bit more granular with, with how we approach things. And- to that point, you know, these these issues, these these strategies, struggles, or these uh, uh, difficulties that companies have to grow and scale, you know, they're not just one sided either. Like they're not, oh, it's just a, it's just a, we need more salespeople, or hey, it's not just we need more product managers, or we need better marketing. Like there's ebbs and flows, and and a company is like a complex, you know, ball of it's like a ball of yarn almost. You got all these different strings winding in and out, and you got to understand how if you pull one, how it's going to affect the others. And um, I think you know there's a lot more we can get into that, but uh, those were some things that we wanted to hit on that as you're as you're looking at growing a business or growing your segment of a business. If you're working at a Fortune 500 company or Fortune 100 or or a large startup, is Hey, how are, how is what I'm doing going to affect these different categories, and how do I grow my section of the business, or how do I grow my business as a whole? Spot on, man. I think one other remark I'll make around uh, some of these future podcast episodes around maybe some of these use cases we want to dive into that might be boring as crap to some people. I'm raising my hand. I do recognize that it might sound extremely boring. So we might make that like a separate type of content for Mm -hmm. people to digest. And we'll still have these uh, regularly programmed podcast episodes that are more so uh, talking big picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And that gives people an opportunity to pick and choose what they want, which is what I think podcasting well, they is want to about. they want to hear us make some jokes and laugh and stuff exactly yeah. so with that being said I think we wrap things up here with a couple of quick hitters for you and I usually oh, do we you do have, that for our do you guests. have some for us well I don't know if they're necessarily quick hitters but uh, we do want to end things on a positive note not to say that everything else wasn't positive uh, but maybe not as boring to some people uh, bangles man the playoffs are almost here what do you have to say about the situation that they're currently in? If they lose, it goes to a coin toss. You approve of that? Come on, man. I'm. I mean, I just. I'm just gathering my thoughts here because I'm so pissed about that. To be honest, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. It's an un. un it's bad business, it, man. It's uncomfortable, and I, I want to first go back to like, you know. Damar Hamlin and where he's come right now, 
That's the power of of prayer, positivity, and some kind of I believe divine intervention. I mean, he was, you know, the the amount of 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 struggle he faced on that field when he went down, and you know had was had to be revived, and the amount those those players had to go through. Like, I, I'm just blown away by this recovery that he's seeing, and I'm just so thankful. Um, and I know, obviously, like you hear us all over the newscast and stuff, you know, that's bigger than football. That's bigger than anything, life and death. Um, I think it's total BS that 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 they are all of a sudden like changing the rules now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take that incidence out of it because I know that that is so much bigger. But for them to say all of a sudden that like now we're not going to get home field advantage guaranteed or we have to win today, you know, we that's that's like a total rule change. That's that's I'm absolutely super PO'd about it because again it just doesn't really it doesn't make sense of why they I mean I get that they had this incidence, but it just doesn't make sense to me why they're changing this specifically because it feels like the Bengals are always affected by this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think where I was a little bit uh frustrated and I'm a couch analyst over here is I don't think they gave that same option to uh the Bills and Kansas City if Kansas City were to have lost last night and the Bills were to win today, technically, I think that would have been, wouldn't the Bills have technically been tied with the same record or a half game back? Anyways, the logic wasn't the same for yeah, them. Right. When it was, it's like, that's it's just broken Bengals, logic. It's literally the Bengals just got like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really frustrating. I think, um, you know, and also, I mean, I call, like result of that should have been like the seeds were kind of set. Meaning the Bills had to beat us to get a chance to beat Kansas City, and Kansas had, but now that we didn't play game, there's no contest. Kansas City was already already number one, no matter what. Yeah. So and Bills were number two. We couldn't be ahead of the Bills because we hadn't beat them. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, let's let's flip. Let's be positive and say the Bengals are going to go to the chip again. Let's go, who day? Joe. Mixon, Joe Burrow, we'll see you on the podcast later this year celebrating your soon-to-be Super Bowl world champions of the NFL. Uh, But yeah, one last thing. I'm glad you brought up the DeMar Hamlin situation. I know people are talking about it all throughout the uh, news. Um, One, wanted to... uh, power of prayers you said and, and shout out to all the health professionals that stepped in in real time and made the right decisions because uh things weren't looking so great um but lastly along those same lines i want to maybe learn i've never taken a class on cpr and using one of those uh is it called like defibrillator yeah heart defibrillator yeah. like i was looking like the night after like should i invest in one of those i mean Again, you never know when something like that's going to happen, but I could be in one of those situations where if I know what to do, maybe I can help someone out. Now, I I know there's a lot of legal ramifications too, and you have to be careful if you're not like a certified health professional, at least I think so. But again, that's where I'm willing to maybe learn and try to see where I can help out. And if you educate yourself, I'm I'm raising my hand, say do it 1 million percent. I'm CPR certified. I learned it. And I've actually done some like courses. I do them every year. Like most of them are online. Mm. Um, but I do like a refresh. I have to do it for coaching soccer. Mm. Uh, for like for like if something happens on the field. But I also have two daughters, so like I want to know like when my daughter Blake choked, 
like I immediately knew what to do because I try to stay up to date with that because like the last thing you want to do is be like, oh, throw your hands up. Like right. you got to react. Right. Um, so also to that point, like if you're in a situation, Hayden, and you know what to do, who gives a shit if you're a certified anything? If nobody else is there to do something, either the person's going to die or somebody's going to act. So I, all the legal ramifications and stuff, if you know what to do and everybody's sitting around with their thumb with their ass, you get it done, man. That's it, my it, point. It, no, I I like the honesty. It's it's I, I'm I'm an analyst. I'm very analytical. There yeah. are situations, and you could still get sued if something goes south. So that's where I'm careful about. But that. if you if you, but if you do it, if you don't do it, they die. Like I'd rather be sued for saving somebody's life than then like the person dying me just cover my ass Val- valid point man touche all right with that folks we are here to sign off on the first episode of the 2023 season we appreciate you all great content today cole even better content coming down the pipelines anything else you'd say thanks for listening uh we are excited to be back in the studio you'll be seeing more of this we'll have this screen up and running we'll be pulling some content probably watching some funny videos every now and then probably just you know getting a little creative with how we we interact and we engage with you guys um and then hopefully you know at the end of the day we're we're increasing that amount of positive vibe positive movement and helping you move forward you know spiritually physically and professionally to get where you want to go and and giving you some tactics that help along the way thanks y'all we'll see you next time thanks